my job. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea Time with Titans, an Attack on Titan rewatch podcast where we also sometimes drink tea. My name is Sullivan Harris. I'm the big schnoz titan. I am watching the dub, although I have seen the sub, and this is my third time watching the show. I'm also drinking. So, I went to Boston. (laughs) Yeah, I'm drinking a giant mug of whiskey. Um, But I went on a vacation to Boston, and I brought back home this little box of Boston Harbor tea, genuine Boston Harbor tea. And somebody not going to name names, uh, threw it out. So I only got to do the bit on extras and I'm a little sad about it. So today I'm drinking uh, peppermint tea and unrelated, my paperwork to divorce from Heather just went through. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh Whoa. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just Excuse kidding. Me? Heather didn't throw away my tea. It was my dad, and those papers went through. I'm divorcing my dad. <laughs> it was a very weird conversation to be making coffee during. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Ben. I'm the beer tits and ass titan. I'm drinking Earl Grey tea. I'm the sub dub Monica consumer. Did you say Monica? It sounded like you said Monica. I love Monica. <laughs> the from, Monica consumer. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. I think that's the character. I don't know. Oh my god. I thought of that one, but then I also thought of Lewinsky. <laughs> that's another good one. <laughs> I kind of stuttered, so yeah, Monica. I did not consume that woman. My wife who's Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> To all the first-time <laughs> listeners uh, who are coming on because this is these are the two most popular episodes of the show, hello! They're the most popular? Do, do people do that? Oh, yeah. We always, when there's a big episode, we get a little influx. We get a couple extra. Oh, and we were supposed to have Joanna on this episode, but uh, I blame her. I'll put her in in post. <laughs> you haven't even introduced yourself yet. Why are you introducing Joanna, <laughs> who's not here? <laughs> When you haven't even introduced yourself. Oh yeah, hi, I'm Chris. I'm also the editor of this podcast, and I also read the manga, and I also watched the sub. Oh, I had a Titan name last night. I thought about it in my bed when I couldn't fall asleep. The insomnia Titan. My name's Brian. I'm the Sonic the Hedgehog Titan, and this is the first time I'm watching any anime ever, and also the first time I'm watching the show. I mean, I I feel like it's gen hero is genuinely considered the best episode of the show, right? I me- I meant to say generally considered the best episode of the show. The one that follows Midnight Sun is equally as good, if not better. So these are like the two fucking best episodes of the show. Brian, I've been like teasing a lot throughout this whole series that there are a couple episodes that are like in my mind god tier and do things that the rest of the show has done well just like incredibly and these are those two episodes. Yeah, which I agree with. 
Good podcast. <laughs> Roll the outro music. <laughs> it's all I could think about when I was watching the episodes. Is I was just like, "Fuck, these episodes are good." So I mean, let's let's jump into it. Hero. My, my first notes for this episode are monkey angry and monkey have daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I hate his internal monologues here because I wrote down in my notes, "Oopsie whoopsie, I crushed it." Because just like everything he's saying is so like. Not matched with the tone, and it makes it so fucking scary. Yeah. He sounds like a big child. He does. Yeah. Like like an adult that hasn't grown mentally and is still like five years old. Boy, he says some fucking line like, oh, you're not like your father. Find joy where you can. As he's crushing up these things to murder these children. (laughs) A little thing I took note of was we've been talking a lot about Marlo and how he has grown as a character over the past season. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like how this episode opens with him kind of like taking Erwin's place for a moment and being the one to like tell people when to fire their guns. Yeah, I noticed that as well, that he was like ready to immediately step into command as soon as Erwin went down with the first line. And then we get the very sad moment of him realizing he has a crush on Hitch right as he's about to die by Boulder. Yeah, it's also particularly sad because he imagines Hitch just lying in bed. But later Mm -hmm. in the episode, we get a shot of Hitch actually like staying up, looking out the window like she's waiting for him to come back. Yeah. Yeah, that shit hurts. These shots of all the recruits just getting decimated are so fucking brutal. Like, everyone, you just see, like, limbs flying everywhere and, like, contorted bodies. They're also screaming their heads off. Like, their mouths just expand so wide. And we were talking about this guy, Zeke, who's the Beast Titan, um, that we don't know much about, has these very weird attitudes towards them. And he's going, like, he's, like, pitying them and pitying their existence, even though he's been acting so angry. And he's like, you poor things. Yeah, he says, let's turn them into proud little chunks of meat. And he's, like, reading the entire situation, like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. They know that they're going to fucking die, so they're going to die with honor, blah, blah, blah. And he's almost mad about that, too. He's very mad. His monkey dad must have beat him or something. (laughs) <laughs> the way this sequence builds up to, you know, the the final moment here with Levi is just so fucking good. Like the the recruits just getting fucking slammed, right? And the group just dwindling and dwindling until it's just like four recruits who we've never seen before still charging forward with all their might like after Zeke thought he had won and killed everyone. Honestly, they got kind of close to the monkey. Yeah, and these last four, I think it's very important to note, like, are able to shoot their flares, like, right by the sides of the Beast Titan's heads, so, like, he can't see to the left and right of him, which is very important for what's, like, about to happen, but yeah, they get fucking decimated, and then I fucking love this shot of, like, a close-up on Zeke's face, right, the Beast Titan's face, as he's like, haha, I've won, and the camera just like slightly zooms up a little bit to reveal the dead Titan behind him. Oh, it's so fucking good. And then Levi just flies in. I know him and him just like having this moment of realization of like, wait, why the fuck is that dead? Yeah. Oh, my God. And like with the smoke clearing around him and everything, oh. it's just amazing. This whole sequence is so fucking good. 
Oh my it's god, so this whole fight sequence. It's barely even a fight sequence. No, it's just it's Levi kicking the shit out of the Beast Titan. <laughs> right, you actively see how much he like cuz there's obviously something like militaristic or like tribalistic about these guys. Like they have some sort of fucking training, but you can and like you can tell that their training is extensive and this is like something they weren't prepared for, right? <laughs> Like, you see his panic. There's definitely been an air of arrogance around the Beast Titan this whole time. And in the moment, like, his arm gets all chopped up. It has that, like, quick flash of Reiner being like, you need to watch out for one person in particular, this guy, <laughs> Levi. And he's like, oh, this one soldier. And he kind of seems to brush it off. And now he's realizing in this moment. There's always something very satisfying when there's a character who's always cool and collected. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you see them show emotion and break. And in this episode, we see him get angry. And we see this look of surprise when Levi cuts his ankles and he just starts to fall. I also think that this whole show has its, like, its action sequences are always fantastic. But this one particular part where Levi just like fucking decimates the Beast Titan, it really shows momentum really well. Oh, fuck yeah, it does. Like, with the camera work, with the camera work and how with each shot, it just flows from one to the other, especially the the one where he, like, cuts around the Beast Titan's arm. Mm, yeah, that's so cool. And it's like, it just, it displays momentum so well. And it's, it's so, like, the Beast Titan as a thing he's fighting is such like this massive but also like well-defined form, right? Like we've seen the silhouette of this thing constantly throughout this season. And so like it's almost like we know the geography, right? Like we know the map by heart and now we just see like Levi hitting all the locations on it. He's just zipping around with his little razor blades. The one part where he was standing on his shoulder and he was like, he had the fucking sword in his hand and he was just like, like fucking zigzagging all over the place. It reminded me of like Meta Knight from Smash. (laughs) I like that whole concept of Zeke just being like, oh shit, he got my arm. Gotta protect my nape. And then like Levi is nowhere near the nape. He's taken out the ankles and then he's like... (laughs) Oh shit, now he's going for now he's going for my nape. I got a quick harden, but then like Levi goes for the eyes. Like it's just like Levi is always one step ahead and we get this internal monologue where Zeke just like literally cannot fucking keep up. Like he's always three steps behind. Um it's so fucking cool. Yeah. And also I I just wanted to mention like on the flip side of what you were saying, Ben, of like seeing this calm cool collected character now panic that's also happening with levi right now we're like usually when he's fighting titans he's very like straight face like everything's cool i'll take care of this like even when his comrades are dying but at this point seeing him like covered in blood from the wall of titans he just took down and just with like fucking fury on his face (laughs) oh it's crazy. I even says, let's try to enjoy this, just like how the Beast Titan yeah. just said that. I think there's something like, what, not having fun anymore? Yeah, you're having so much fun yeah. killing my comrades. Okay, so yeah, he gets Zeke out. He, like, yoinks him out of the fucking Beast Titan. I wrote, Levi destroys the Beast Titan with facts and logics, because he's just, like, to intimidate him, I guess, he's just, like, spouting facts about Titans 
He's like, you can't turn into a titan again until you fully regenerate. And he's like sticking his sword in his mouth. And then the fucking horse ass titan swoops in and grabs him. Chomp. Yep. Makes me I don't so like, mad. I don't remember if I said this in the last episode because I accidentally watched this. I watched Hero before this episode. Yeah. But I don't like that the Cargan, the Cardigan Cargan. Titan. Cargo Titan. <laughs> I don't like that the cargo titan doesn't have an anus, and we can clearly see it in this one shot. None of them have anuses. I know, but like we never see it, like because their cheeks are always closed. So yeah, but in this one, he's don't... like, you know, the cargo titan is always on all fours, so it's like asshole, like ass cheeks right. are like spread more. But just to and be we can clear. clearly see that there's no a- there's no anus. Just to be perfectly clear, this isn't an issue with the concept of them not having assholes. This is an issue purely with the fact that you are seeing that they don't have an asshole. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like you know when you shit like you've never actually seen shit come out of your own asshole before but Speak if you were to yourself. see it it would horrify you <laughs> Chris please cut this out Chris replace this with uh, someone saying something nice about life hey, <laughs> I know you must have had a hard day but I, it'll all be better also I watch myself shit We don't get to see much of the Cargo Titan in the previous episodes. It's just like these like fucking like singular shots of it. And in this one, we get a lot of the fucking Cargo Titan. Like a I lot of the these cargo titan. huge like intricate shots. Um, and yeah, it looks disturbing. This is one of my least favorite Titans in the whole show. Yeah, it's obnoxious. I don't like how it picks things up with its mouth. It's pretty nimble too with that too as well. Yeah. <laughs> we get like the cargo titan running off with zeke right and zeke's like oh man that hurt but we fucking won didn't we we really did it guys um but then i absolutely love this shot of flock waking up in the field with levi like making his way through the titans in the background i just think that's incredible because once again like we get that incredible sense of momentum like brian was talking about even in this thing that's happening in the background like just the way this little like silhouette of levi is flying around these titans something like about it, it. he he never stops it's always he's always right. moving in some way yeah which like is a lot of why he's able to survive for so long right like he can yeah. just keep fucking going now is this um, this is just something that like always amazes me that like this was just always originally conceived in the manga as is like imagine just amazing picturing this like sequence of events like you have levi and the titans drawn in the background while flock is in the foreground like exactly how it's shown in the show so fucking cool i'm gonna pick up i'm i i'm thinking since the anime is coming to an end i might pick up the first couple volumes of the manga pretty soon and start working my way through it. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm still waiting for two editions of the Colossal Edition to come in the mail. What, are they still in, like, Minnesota or something? <laughs> Fucking Illinois. Minnesota? Mixed it up with the corn. We cut back to the 104th, and uh, this moment where Armin finally has something to latch on to, I think is really cool, because we've just had a couple episodes in a row of him yeah. just, like, sitting there, thinking as hard as he can, and just having absolutely fucking nothing to work off of and then it hits him he's like wait everyone's noticed that the colossal titan looks fucking weird in these episodes it's because he's getting thinner i noticed that too especially with his arms it didn't really hit me until now but like there's there's this one shot where it's specifically framed 
with like his forearm mm-hmm. and you can see that it's like clearly so thin. thinner than like the last time we've seen him yeah and he puts together that he is creating this steam by basically burning his muscle and flesh which is sick and he's like all right i got a plan me and Aaron can take out the Colossal Titan by ourselves. You guys worry about Reiner. And I really like the moment where Mikasa's disposition just completely changes once, like, Armin finally says something confidently. Like, we talked about, we've talked before about, like, that trust between Armin, Mikasa, and Aaron. And, like, you literally see her face go from, like, we are fucked, there's no way out of this, to all right, we're going to win. Like, All right, let me handle second. the armored Titan. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Armin's like, me and Aaron can take care of this, which is like insane because it's just two of them, but she believes him just immediately. Like she knows that he's not going to bullshit. Armin flies up to Aaron, who, <laughs> as we remember, got fucking 100 yard kicked onto the wall. And then we get the little like mid card thing and... We cut to a bunch of like flashes as Armin is like telling Aaron his plan, right? Like, yeah, Armin they, wakes Aaron they up. very cleverly hide the plan from the viewers by just having mm-hmm. Armin mouth words without sound coming out and then flash these shots of Historia at her ranch, the military or all the military people just sitting in a room with like their heads down, like all mm-hmm. these people clearly just waiting on edge for the serving yeah. order to return. And we see Rico. Yeah, right? we do. We get a shot of Rico. <laughs> so there we go. She wasn't completely forgotten. She's still kicking. <laughs> she's just waiting <laughs> for something <laughs> for the final chapter. Yeah, she's here. I was going to see. Is she in the manga? Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that's her last appearance ever in the manga. <laughs> the last appearance so far, Ben. <laughs> yeah, we have one more right, chapter. There's one more chapter left. She's the answer to everything. <laughs> Armin's basically like, all right, so that's the plan. And then we cut back to uh, the squad fighting Reiner. This shit is great. They're like, okay, we're down to fucking like four people and three thunder spears. How do we take out like one of our greatest enemies of all time? Um, And Mikasa just like fucking going for it, right? Taking out his... Uh, like fucking kneecaps or whatever. Yeah, and Reiner oh. even for- he forgets I- that thunder spears are a thing because his head was fucking eviscerated. Oh yeah, and he just had to grow oh my it God. back. Bald ass. Yeah, so it's kind of implied that he's had a little bit of memory loss, and he's like, "What hit my knee there?" Also, <laughs> I wrote down that yeah, he looks uh, so fucking Reiner funny. head looks like handsome Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the <laughs> lips, right? Yeah. And the baldness. I always love a good battle on multiple fronts, though. I don't know. That that always gets me, right? When it's like, we have to accomplish these two or three tasks, but like it's three different groups having to accomplish those tasks separately, but at yeah. the same time in order to win. Um, I think it does it fantastically. Uh, I Like, everyone kind of gets a moment to shine, like, Connie, Sasha, John, Mikasa, like everyone gets to fucking do something. Uh, it's exciting. It's like, I don't know, just like exemplary action as good as it fucking gets in this show. We cut back to Armin and Aaron and he has that little thing of like, goddamn being a lion ass. <laughs> like you tell he's putting on a little flavor. Yeah, I feel like we don't get name drops too much in this series, but like the past 
few episodes have been several, like Armin saying, don't worry, Aaron, I'll give up before it's too much. Like, I'm just not a hero. It feels so legitimate, but at the same time, it's like he's putting a little pepper on it. Like, when people lie in TV shows, it's always super obvious, right? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, wait, how are people not picking up that they're lying? And I feel like this is a really good example of them telegraphing to the audience that Armin is lying without him necessarily telegraphing it to Aaron in that moment because um you can yeah you can tell in this moment like you can I I can't put my finger on it but like you can just tell that Armin is lying before he mm-hmm. says it just there's to like make a Aaron feel better like where he thinks like oh wait I I really need Aaron to believe that I'm going to pull away yeah. so he then he adds that little yeah. tidbit I wrote, Armin lies so Aaron doesn't go full monkey. What? Goes full monkey? <laughs> when Armin's in danger, he goes full monkey. You know, he does like that, and like fly, flails his arms around. Yeah, you're not ro- watching the dub, Chris, so you don't hear the rees. Yeah, I, I've seen a compilation of <laughs> yeah, the rees are pretty rees in different versions. <laughs> and that's the one thing I'll be like, yeah, sub's kind of better in that edition. Why do the Titans scream sound like that? Brian, did you like when Aaron fell onto the ground <laughs> ass up? <laughs> he does a great ball. That was such a good position. <laughs> it's prime for rule 34. Back at the Reiner fight, they put together this fucking plan. Like, I think Jean puts together this plan, right? Of we hit two of the Thunder Spears into the jaws, it'll flap open, and then Mikasa can fly in for the kill shot right into its mouth, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. This just, like, again, the fucking way this is animated is just so great with, like, Jean going in to be the distraction, then he gets hit, and then, like, Sasha and Connie flies in. Sasha gets hit. Connie is able to get his Thunder Spear in, but then he has to, like, grab Sasha out of the air. Like, it's just, like, incredible choreography. Um, It's, like, edge-of-your-seat shit, too. And it doesn't work. Like, Sasha misses. And then fucking Hanji flies in. I wrote in my notes in all cap, fuck yes, fuck yes, Hanji, fuck yes, yes. Yeah, this <laughs> was it's just awesome. <laughs> this was quite well done. Like, to actually pull off this moment of surprise. Like, Hanji's not dead. And I love them talking about, like, like the plan failed. And yeah. then you just hear before you see her, like, no, it was a great plan. And she yeah. comes swooping around the corner and finishes the job. It's so fucking good. I, I remember when I watched this the first time, legitimately believing Hanji was dead mm-hmm. at this point. I know I didn't want to believe it, but it was like, all right, she was under that explosion. And it's she was over, either dead right? or like mission. But it's interesting that she yeah. was still able to pull this off. And I'm just a sucker for a great, like, one-liner off-screen and then the hero flies back in. It's great. Hanji's the main character. Hell yeah. My little cousin just texted me. He started listening to our show and watching Attack on Titan, mind you, (gasps) for the first time. Hello. And he messaged me and said, Marco is dead. I can't watch this show anymore. (laughs) Well. I was like, damn, dude, you got a long way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that was kind of irrelevant. Marco um, or Marlo? <laughs> Just tell him Marco comes back. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry. Isayama couldn't live without him. There's one chapter left. Marco could come back. <laughs> back up at Barrett Hole, fucking Armin just latches onto this dude's teeth and just holds on. And this sequence is 
fucking amazing. The internal monologue here as he's like coming to terms with the fact that he's going to die is brutal. And him just being like, I have to hold on. Like I have been like a little puss my whole life and I have to just hold on to this fucking trigger uh, for as long (laughs) as possible as I'm being scorched alive. There's like this little fucking scream Armin gives as he like kind of loses his grip for a second and flies back. Mm-hmm. That was that's good. just brutal. You see like these close ups of his skin melting off. He starts talking about like how he's giving up his dreams, his life. He's giving up everything just so Aaron can reach the sea one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. We've been getting, honestly, a lot of inner monologues compared to, like, the rest of this fight. Like, we're getting Berthold's monologue, too. And what I think is about, interesting about Berthold is one of the first things he says is, like, why is Armin not flying away? Kind of showing that he doesn't even have a full understanding of his powers. Like, Armin's figuring out something that he doesn't know, which I thought was right. interesting. So what Armin realizes is if he anchors into Berthold's skin... When he does, when he does toaster mode, his skin kind of melts away, mode. and that's why the hooks never really stay. But he hooked into Bertolt's teeth, and the bones don't recede. There's also the moment where Bertolt is like, "Well, shit, like, fuck. If I'm gonna have to kill you, if this is really it, like, I'll try to make it quick." He still has like some semblance of mercy. Right, and like that is what ends up fucking him in the end. He turns the oven up from 450 to 500. (laughs) He's like, gotta bake some cookies. (laughs) The rest of this, like Armin fucking gets toasted, right? Armin fucking dies. Yeah, he The smoke clears. But not really. The rest of this is just like fucking pure elation, right? Like the steam clearing... To see Aaron has hardened the hole in the wall and is made like this titan form. Because like looking through the steam, all Bertholdt could see was the silhouette. Mm-hmm. And then Bertholdt's like, wait, hold up. What's going on? <laughs> and just the fucking satisfaction of Aaron taking down the colossal titan is oh! words cannot describe it. Oh, and the cutting out of oh! sound as he does it. He's like, gotcha. And then it's quiet and you just yeah. see... You just Splash. see it like make this weird ass oh. fucking face as it cuts into it. Oh, and then his so, mouth opening it's as it's so good. fucking good. Aaron's second ODM kill of the se- of the series. Yeah, <laughs> his second one, and it's the fucking colossal titan. And it's also I don't know. There's something to the fact that it took three seasons for Aaron to finally like prove himself as worth anything (laughs) that's fair (laughs) like this is what in season one like episode fucking six he's like i'm gonna kill the colossal titan and then it doesn't happen and it's just like everything has been building to this moment of him finally getting to fucking get that kill shot and it is every bit as satisfying as we could have hoped like i feel like this is a rare moment of the show giving us something we really want like that mm-hmm. you know but they waited so long to do it like there was so much build up to it yeah and it's it's um it's like very similar to the way like the battle of trost plays out right like it's that same kind of push and pull of like we think they're ready to fight they're not actually ready to fight and they get fucked it's like that same thing like now they are actually ready and 
seeing them having gone through all this bullshit to like gain the skills necessary to actually you know win i don't know it's just fucking beautiful how this show does that stuff. it's just it's also kind of in, because of how much has been built up throughout the whole series and all the different things you can point to like all three of these victories feel satisfying like none of them yeah. feel like Oh, Aaron learned special ass no ditsu, and now his titan can <laughs> fart and kill Bearholt. Like, <laughs> like there are well established mechanics throughout the whole show that have led yeah. up to these three, or taking down the armored titan, the beast titan, and the colossal titan. And mm-hmm. it's like it's all as that much satisfying. Mm-hmm. Which, as you mentioned, they just took down the Beast Titan, the Armor Titan, and the Colossal Titan all in like 10 minutes, and that's pretty fucking cool. I love the shot of Reiner fucking being blasted out of his back. Yeah. From oh my god, yeah. yeah. And then we get Armin extra crispy. <laughs> Armin extra crispy. crispy. We get this, so Aaron's like, I should have known that you would be able to hold on for that long, right? And we get this flashback of them meeting for the first time. And a line I absolutely love, Aaron's just a little shit, and he's like, why you get punched? Why you always lose? (laughs) And this I love this line, Armin being like, I'm not losing because I don't run. Just that little character trait, right? Like that little sliver of heroism that... Armin had this whole time and just like kind of only applied to this one situation to save the world. It's cool. I also think it's interesting that that's when Aaron decides to say like, "Hey, uh, what's up? I'm Aaron. We'll be friends." <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, oh, "Okay, let's uh go get lunch." <laughs> the charred remains of Armin are disgusting, um, and it's hilarious that his pants are fine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be indecent, Sullivan. I mean, you're right. They, they, they but can't they could show just, pee-pee like, on this show. His None of the Titans off, have pee-pees, so right? they can't show pee-pee. What if it was crispy pee-pee? The look of this, though. It would look like a chicken wing. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm, Arvin looking like a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 18, Midnight Sun. Okay, Brian, real talk. Which one of these episodes do you prefer? Fuck, you can't ask me that. You can't fucking ask me that. Well, okay, I'm asking because I have a very strong opinion about this, and so does the rest of the internet. Hero is the highest rated episode of the entire show. Um, yeah, it's I got saw a 10 that. out of 10 with like a billion fucking reviews. Um, and this episode is a little bit less, and I am very confused as to why. So I want to know where you stand I, on this. In 18. The entire sequence where they are trying to, f- like, they are debating who mm-hmm. to save, Irvin or um, Armin. It's such a, it's probably the most emotionally charged mm-hmm. debate that they have in the entire show. And it is so well done. And there's so much there's so much emotion. Do you remember there were like three episodes in the past where I was like, this was just a talky episode and it's been done a lot better. Like it's done a lot better. You were referring future. to this episode? This is what I was yeah. referring this to. This is right? this is the one like talk talky related heavily episode that I like was actually glued to the screen the whole time. Right. This episode fucking flies by. <laughs> like uh, us in the like, business tend to use the word dialogue. Well, whatever. It's potato, potato. <laughs> Talky dialogue. I like how we've devolved. No, I, um, 
This is a talkie Donkey one. episode. <laughs> Fighty episode. This episode, talkie talkie, be very good, like it. <laughs> Uh, I have so I keep mentioning like I, this is my third time watching this through fully right and I the last time I watched it was like a couple months ago and even like having just seen this episode like two months ago like you said glued to the edge of my seat fucking like <laughs> completely think- in it it flies by it feels like it was it's five minutes long when it's done. Like there's nothing that feels like a slog, which is insane because it is just people talking for twenty and minutes. No music either. Like the music only happens. No at music. Yeah, that too. It's just no, pure dialogue. Right. No opening mm-hmm. either. I think this is the craziest fucking thing. Because I don't know. It would be different if they had had like even just one episode in the past where they did this, where they just didn't have the opening theme music, um, and or didn't have any music at all. Yeah, that's something I meant to bring up. Is like usually in anime, this is like a move that's done. Like this is a serious fucking episode. No mm-hmm. opening, just a title card that just said it's like the text on black screen, and then it fades into the episode. It's like so impactful. Because they haven't done it before. It hits so hard. And I mean, a mild spoiler alert, they haven't done it since. Um, oh. And it just makes this stick out in my mind so I hard. I do think like, I prefer this episode over Hero. I do too. Fuck yes. Midnight Sun yeah. rules. Best episode of the whole show. I'm laying all my cards on the table. <laughs> this is my Timmy Sandcastle. <laughs> hey, it's Wall Tommy, please. <laughs> or whatever. Tom, Wall Tom, Wall Tom. <laughs> I, I, I just like... I don't know how to go through this because going through this episode would literally just be like recounting the conversation. There's one, okay, there's one line that really stuck with me. It's when Zeke, he was strapped to the cargo Titan and he had like no limbs. And he said something, something like, um, someday I'll save you or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, he says a lot of weird things in this episode. Yeah, and I, I just, that, stuck with me because i'm like what the fuck does that mean because he says it to aaron yeah he says someday i'll come back and save you from this and that's after telling and then he you don't look a thing like your father and that your father has brainwashed you yeah yeah he says something else like we're the same um Mm -hmm. we've both been hurt what if it's aaron from the future what if they what if they introduce time travel and it's aaron from the future (laughs) I mean that's that's not a terrible theory. Like <laughs> the amount of shit this show fucking pulls, right? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, there's like, God, this but damn. yeah, that one that one line of like, someday I'll come back and save you from all this. They kind of like do this fade from Zeke's face to Grisha's face in the show, and it's the side by side of the manga. They do that in the show too. There's one shot where they they fade. It's like just a shot, like a close up of like his eye, and then they fade from Zeke's eye to Grisha's eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're the same person, right? He just dyed his hair and yeah, went through a phase. Yeah. And now he's he, he's got a little Titan ride. <laughs> Instead of a sports car, he got himself a Quadruped Titan. titan. <laughs> ride wife. Life good. <laughs> 
the fucking when he's like uh he's monologuing to Aaron and then he just like looks up at the wall and sees fucking Levi I just steaming covered in blood. His eyes are like demonic and he's like, Yeah shit, all right, time to get out of here. <laughs> Let's call it a draw. I love that. That that's the classic losers line, right? Oh, we'll call it a draw. <laughs> yeah. At this part, does Levi like does he just give up and, like, just fall down the wall? I love this. He doesn't even bother yeah. with, like, Odium gear. He just falls no, off he the just, wall. No, he just falls straight down, and he doesn't care. So the next kind of big thing that happens is, like, Levi shows up on the top of the building. He's like, yo, Aaron, give me your ODM gear now. I got to chase that bitch down. And as that's happening, <laughs> there's a little cough in the background. And the Aaron's like slow turnaround, it's just like fucking perfect, right? Like so brutal. The realization of what's going on. I remember um, the first time I watched this, I like freaked out. I'm like, oh no, Armin's still alive. <laughs> that the poor first time Becker. Chris, the first time Chris saw these episodes, for some reason, we decided to watch season three, part two, late into the night. And so it's like three, four in the morning and every single episode, Chris is like, one more. We got to do one <laughs> yeah. more. And I'm like, all right. I'm just telling you now, Chris, there's not going to be any satisfaction till the very end of this season. Like, you're going to want to keep going. So, yeah, the exact same thing happened when I watched this through with Heather. It was just like, maybe we can do one more <laughs> throughout this entire fucking half season. Um, but yeah, because after the cough and like the slow turn, it's just a slow fucking cross dissolve into the episode title and then a silent cross dissolve out of it. Like just fucking beautiful. It's so good. So we, we have uh, some shit going on with like Reiner Hanji, uh, Jean, right? They have him. He's good. And, um, we like, he pulls out Hanji pulls out his letter from Ymir to Historia, right? He's like, do whatever you want with me. Just make sure Historia gets that. He says, says no. Cause you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then Hanji's like, all right, gonna kill you. <laughs> oh yes. I know. I love um, how she's like, are you going to tell me your secrets? And he goes, nope. And she's like, well, glad you made this easy. He says your lips are as tight <laughs> as is- your armor is hard. And I was like, oh, I like that one. Ew. <laughs> There's, um, this is out of character for Hanji, right? This, like, immediate, like, we're going to kill you now. Yeah, and that's what Jean um, even says, right? Yeah, he points it out. And what I love about this, this is, like, a little self-contained thing, is we kind of get an answer to this later, right, of why she's so emotional. Um, Because we have the moment with Mikasa later where she's explaining, like, there are people I want to bring back to, right? And we kind of get the idea that she has been able to like bottle up those deaths for the past couple of years, but like it was Moblet yeah. sacrificing himself to save her. That was kind of like this tipping point. Yeah, um, this, and I, in I this moment, mentioned it this last episode, but um, for Brian's sake, Moblet's a character like you don't notice your first time watching, really. Or even second, and it kind of. <laughs> and we've been paying attention to Moblet. He's always by Hanji. He's always the one saying, Hanji, be careful. Yeah. Hanji, you're being reckless. And like realizing on a rewatch how present this character is mm-hmm. makes his death actually hurt. I feel like Brian's really? been a Moblet stan, right? You've been I've a been fan what? of his antics. 
So Moblitz, <laughs> I don't. If you don't, I don't remember. The there's character. a quick shot. You do. You do. He's when the guy. Uh, Colossal Titan goes boomska. Uh, Moblitz, the one who shoves Hanji into the well. Oh, and yeah. then he yeah. fucking dies. Okay, and he's yeah. the one that's constantly like, Hanji, stop trying to fuck the Titans. <laughs> and Hanji's like, I'm gonna fuck the Titans. <laughs> We get this idea that like that was like the tipping point, right? And so the reason she is being so like balls to the wall, I'm gonna kill Reiner immediately, is like kind of because of that. And Jean is like, hold on. Like we need to think for a second. We need that power. You can kind of tell Jean has some bullshitting going on, like almost like he maybe just doesn't want to straight out murder Reiner. Can I just say that I I Looked up a, a picture of uh, Moblet just to like see what he looked like, and someone did like a realistic oh, no. render of him. Ooh. Oh wow, that just looks nice. I thought it was gonna be something gross. <laughs> something gross. <laughs> oh my god, this person did a bunch of different ones. Oh, I've seen these. Yeah, it's like World War Two yeah. era like pictures where they Photoshop Attack on Titan Those characters. Cool. I've seen these. They're kind of yeah. sick. To finish up my thought, uh, Jean's hesitation kind of like gives Hanji a moment to like come back to her true self mm-hmm. and like start thinking about things more strategically. And Jean kind of is like, oh God, did I make the right decision? Like, should we just kill him now? And Hanji's like, no, this is my decision. You were just a factor. And like, I feel like that is her saying to Jean, like, you like made me think the way I should be thinking, right? Like how I normally would. Think. It also triggers like this flashback moment of Urban explaining to the whole Survey Corps, like, here's the injection. It can save yeah. someone on the brink of death. If if you find a Titan shifter, cut off all their limbs and signal Levi. He will have the injection. And this plan is great, right? Of Mikasa. Use the little fuel you have left to go see if Levi is okay. And if anything is wrong, shoot a smoke signal and I'll fucking snuff the bitch. Right as a question. Okay, this whole whole syringe thing kind of confused me. So if someone is dying, you take the syringe and you inject it into them and it turns them into a titan, Mm -hmm. right? And then they can eat a person another person who's a titan and gain their powers am i yeah. getting that correct yes and we've seen it this explicitly with okay. ymir okay and i guess aaron yes we've seen in his flashbacks too this was all like what was going on in the crystal caves with the the, the rices the reason it saves someone is because it turns them into a titan as long as they are alive they will become a titan and come out as a regenerated human okay so it like it regenerates their whole body okay Oh, the fucking line reading in the dub of Aaron <laughs> realizing Armin is alive and just going, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like, keep breathing, Armin, you could do it. <laughs> I, always, I always find that kind of funny. Mikasa shows up like at this moment too, and everyone is kind of like, oh shit, okay, we're going to inject Armin. Like Levi shows up, they're like, okay, we're going to inject Armin and everything's going to be okay. Mikasa shoots off the flare to kill Reiner and then... <laughs> Fucking cargo titan swoops in, grabs Reiner. I love uh, Jean's save in this moment. Oh, yeah. It's a good save. I know, Hanji, look out. This fucking snapping fucking cargo titan. <laughs> every time I see every time I see the cargo titan, I want to throw up. <laughs> okay, yes, because I was going to say, Hanji just screams what the hell when she sees it in the most <laughs> disgusted way. And I was like, yeah, that's the only appropriate reaction. <laughs> yeah, this fucking sucks. They have Reiner back. 
and that makes, makes me, me mad. sad because the, what would have happened if like the conditions were met and Hanji was given the syringe who would she inject her or Jean I would fucking enjoy a titan shifter Hanji that would have been badass she'd love it she would be the most insane titan she would just transform all the time and do some crazy shit <laughs> <laughs> just fucking armored Hanji blasting through all the walls. And she would shit. Le- she would leave the walls and go hang out with Titans and just be like, "We're all friends," even though they're yeah. trying to eat her. She's like, "We're best buddies." She's gonna give them names, make a little house, make a pen. <laughs> this next moment is the moment that elevates this episode from being really good to being the best in my mind. It is the slow handoff of Levi handing the syringe to Aaron, and right as it's about to touch his hand, Flock shows up with Erwin. And it is just like the sinking feeling I felt in that moment the first time watching this is like, I don't know. It's like an intensity I have only felt like a handful of times in my life. Yeah, um, it's, it's so brutal. It's also because we've been talking about like payoff of the whole show, right? With everything the show has done, you legitimately don't know who is going to get revived. Like you straight mm-hmm. up don't know who is going to be choose. Like is the author going to kill Armin? Like he may he may very much kill Armin right here and there. Oh, yes. Okay. This is the genius and this is what I really wanted to talk about with this episode. And it is that this is just people talking for 20 minutes and if this show didn't do a good job setting everything up, like, e- even if it didn't do, like, a great job, right? Like, it has to have done a fucking exceptional job for this episode to mean anything. And, like, the fact that it means as much as it does just goes to show how well they did. Because to your point, Ben, we have no fucking idea what's going to end up happening, but at the same time, we know exactly what every single character is thinking, right? Like, we know exactly what Levi is thinking in this moment. We know that Mikasa and Aaron know that Levi is going to give it to Aaron. Like, uh, we like we know the headspace of every single character. We know these mechanics of, like, the syringe will save someone, blah, 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 blah. And it's all just fucking nonsense. But we know it all. And it makes this scene so incredible, like... That's why this is my favorite episode. It's just the culmination of everything. Even I, like, I didn't fully understand, like, 100% understand, like, the mechanics of the syringe itself. But I still understood that the syringe, like, was going to save somebody. Mm -hmm. And I still got the intensity of this entire moment. Yes, this is just, like... It's a fucking, like, stage play, right? Like, it's just people standing on a stage and talking and the voice <laughs> acting in this episode. That was something in I the was going to bring up. Like, both sub and dub, especially Mikasa in this episode for yes. both her sub and oh dub voice actor. Like, absolutely astounding. It's amazing. <laughs> like, the what these people are able to convey with just, like, like three or four word lines is outstanding some like standout moments like mikasa pulling her sword right when <laughs> he even like starts to consider giving it to erwin i know we're um, finally incredible. getting that preview from the last season's part yeah or the season three oh, part oh yeah you erin just like immediately fucking getting right up in levi's face the strongest person he knows right 
and Aaron's just gonna like stand right up to him and be God, like, and no. Levi's punch that yeah. knocks out Aaron's teeth and just sends him. Flying. I know, like it, it yeah. goes back to it, it goes back to what Hannes said about Aaron. Right, Aaron never gives up, no matter who it is, no matter who he's facing, what he's facing. Aaron never mm-hmm. gives up. God, like the argument that Armin is just as important to humanity as Erwin is, right? I know. I um, that's what because Armin has been such a vital character this whole show. It's not like Aaron saying Armin's a main character. You have to bring him back. Like it's like right. no, Armin is just as important as Erwin. We have all these examples to show that Armin yeah. is just as good of a choice. Here are the specific victories that only came because of him. When I was watching the episodes with Noah and he was saying how much he like fucking hated Armin for some reason, <laughs> he was just like, why? He was like, you're going to give Hammer. up your commander in chief for your your best friend just because he's your best <laughs> friend. Your what best are you friend? doing? And I was like, no, they literally show all the examples of why Armin should be saved. And also, that's just exactly to the point I was making before, which is like having watched the show. And this is the specific question I wanted to ask you about Noah watching it by like having just seen these episodes. <laughs> Brian watched this episode with someone who has never seen the show before. And yeah. <laughs> like, this is the point I'm trying to get at, which is like having seen the show, this all makes so much perfect sense to us. But to Noah, it was all just nonsense, right? Like, it was nothing meant anything. And it was like, yeah, everything- pretty much. Like, the morality of everything probably seemed pretty cut and dry. <laughs> like, this is the black and white. Here's what you do. Save your chief, you dumbass. Yeah, he... Because right? he, 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 didn't, he didn't know either of these characters, like... He didn't know them throughout the show. He mm-hmm. just knew that one was a commander-in-chief and one was a friend. I know, and this... The, the, just the, the amount we've joked about Erwin being the strategic genius of... I'm gonna send all my soldiers into the enemy... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like a middle schooler playing a video game. Like we're just gonna all out it. That's send a, as it, much it, in. It's as how possible. I play Fire Emblem. I just send all my characters straight as far as they can go, and I just let them kill the enemy. Erwin Strats. I think Flock's role in this episode is kind of genius because mm-hmm. he's kind of like playing the role of the NPC, right? Like he is the voice of all the foot soldiers that have died in this battle. All the Survey Corps now lives in you, Flock. <laughs> I love his explanation of, like, I found Erwin on the battlefield and I was gonna kill him for the sake of mercy in that moment, but then I was like, hold on, this guy's a dick and he needs to live longer to live with his sins. I know. But then his explanation of, he's done all this shit, but it's gotten us like to the finish line like in order to win we need a devil like we need someone who can do these evil things right i don't know if we talked about the line where levi's like keep your feelings out of this aaron and aaron basically says no you keep your feelings out of this bitch (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you hesitated because you were thinking of erwin he also says sorry can't do that (laughs) which i love (laughs) which is fair fair point exactly Mikasa screaming he's special is a brutal line and a brutal line reading. I know, Hanji coming in and restraining Mikasa, and this is the part that, like, killed me was Mikasa's voice actor and her, like, wailing. Like, this is, like, the mm-hmm. second time of the show we've just heard Mikasa just straight up wail. I wrote God Tier VO in all caps at this part, too. <laughs> the 104th shows up, 
and like seeing Connie and Jean slowly realize what's going on, like they see Armin and they're like, "Holy shit, is that fucking Armin? What is going on here?" I like, know, and they all they're have putting that all the pieces together. Of, You've got to be kidding me! You're like, no <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> uh oh, what a conundrum! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hanji's explanation here of like why Mikasa has to let it be Erwin, right? Extraordinary speech on Hanji's part. Yeah. And Hanji actually getting through to Mikasa and Mikasa just like slowly like loosening up, right? And accepting everything with this explanation of Hanji being like, like explaining Moblet's death basically, right? Like explaining the impact this shit has on people and how you have to be willing to let everybody die if you want I also, to win, I right? love this shot of Hanji just like emerging from the well to this like destroyed yeah. landscape and no one's alive oh, around her. Yeah. <sighs> and then yeah, Aaron missing half his teeth is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Why is Aaron always losing his teeth? He needs better gums. And not even that, it's like perfectly symmetrical. Like one side he has all of his teeth and one yeah. side he doesn't. But his explanation of why it has to be Armin and his kind of like acceptance of who he is as a person is another one of those just absolutely brutal lines. Like him screaming, I want to avenge my mom. I want to kill all the Titans. Um, all that's left in yeah. me is hate. <laughs> and like his argument is basically like Armin is the only one of us that fucking has hopes and dreams. Yeah. Levi makes everyone leave and he has this moment to himself right where he's remembering Armin talking about the ocean the alleyway like we had that scene before and he remembers talking to Erwin and being like what are you gonna do after we get to that cellar and Erwin's just like honestly no yeah. idea he's like I don't know no I don't know till I'm there another great moment that was laid out before this I think that was at the very yeah. beginning of this season part or very end of last season part of Levi talking to Erwin asking him what he plans to do and then also mm -hmm. showing Levi sitting and hearing Armin, Aaron, and Mikasa discuss Armin's dreams. And the third one, very importantly, Kenny talking about yes. how the only thing that drives like people is what they're drunk on, right? And what Aaron is drunk on and what Levi realizes in this moment is getting to that cellar. And like after that cellar, it's like we have no guarantee that he is going to yeah. get us anywhere, right? Like that's the thing he's fighting for. Armin, on the other hand, the thing he's fighting for is to see the ocean. Like, Armin can take them all the way and not lose any of that passion. And, like, not even just, like, just the ocean. Like, the ocean's, like, a step, but it's, like, the whole world. Like, there's a whole right, outside yes. world that Armin wants to experience. Right, he talks about deserts. He talks about, like, the Arctic tundra. Like, it's, like, yeah. I guess Erwin's purpose was just in the walls, he he was the commander of the Survey Corps for the time that they're in the walls, and it seems to be that's about it. Yeah. We have the moment where Erwin raises his hand and, like, asks his question, right? Levi's like, holy shit, did you really just do that? Erwin, did you just slap me, you bitch? Now I'm not reviving you. <laughs> he starts throttling him. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I love that we don't see Levi inject anyone. Like, there's a brief moment of what's actually going to happen. Like, you see kind of Barrett Holt wake up and start reacting to the fact that he's about to be eaten before you see what the Titan is. It's the Armin Titan, the which is disgusting. Bull, the coconut head Titan. Not good looking. Not a tilt. Armin as a Titan is something that I, it, it, it's really disappointing. He's got weird To say hands. the least. I thought it would look a lot cooler, but he he literally, he looks fucking like malnourished. He looks so much better in the manga. 
Yeah, that looks a lot cooler. It still kind of looks like Armin, but it also, when I first read it, I'm like, I think that's Armin, but that could also be Erwin. I mean, it's just a blonde titan. Yeah. Yeah. The coconut head really sells but it. Erwin, Erwin has like short blonde hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, I wrote, shut up, Bert Holt, you bastard. Sad, but still a bastard. <laughs> Sickening. Those were my notes. About I know. Bert and he's Holt's been so dad. like confident this whole arc. And now he's like, now he's like, oh, guys, save me. Did he really think he was going to get anywhere with that shit? He looked so excited. He like, he's like, oh, no, a Titan. Then he sees his friends and he's like, oh, guys, guys, quick, help me. And then he starts calling out for Annie and Reiner, which I think is the saddest part. Yeah. Who is it that asked Levi, like, why did you choose Armin? Flock, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. And he in Levi's response, he became a devil because he had to. We put him up to us. Like, who are we to save him, him back from finally fucking resting? Yeah. Put him back into this hell. And yeah, then we get like, I don't know, this shot of the crew pulling Armin out of the Titan, I think is just like very emotional. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's very like return of Christ Jesus-y. on the third day. <laughs> yeah. And also Armin is fucking juiced. It's the Titan that power. That dude's ripped. That dude's jacked as hell. <laughs> Armin's got like a 12-pack motherfucking V-line, goddamn Apollo's belt ass, pecs to kill. gutters. Oh, come gutters? That's the most fucked up thing you've ever seen. <laughs> the injection is just steroids. That's all it is. Excuse <laughs> me? It, it's just steroids, and then the Titans are just like, mm, I really need some protein right now. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're hungry. Jesus Christ. Ew. All the Titans are frat bros. <laughs> Bro, are you going to eat that? <laughs> How did you get my protein in for the day? <laughs> yeah, I think I made my stance on this episode pretty clear. Best episode of the show. I give it the highest rating we could possibly get. If this episode were a Titan, it would fucking slam through every single wall, dig itself into the bottom of the earth, crawl through the core, pop out on the other side. Uh, and end up in season four. That's 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 where this fucking Titan would go. I'm giving both these Historia rices and meaning they were going to break down the castle and eat Historia. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, Hell yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say these episodes, especially 18, like these are the colossal Titan barreling through all of the walls and then standing right in the middle of the city and then just and going just fucking jerking. nuclear. <laughs> He just does a Fortnite default dance. (laughs) Yeah, I would also say Sheena for both of these. Yeah, we know. Yeah. I I asked Brian, but I I didn't get your guys' response. Where do you guys stand on the hero versus Midnight Sun? It's so hard because it's like two sides of the same coin. I um, I, I would say Midnight Sun, but like I've always been like more into the dialogue and narrative of shows than the action. That's just my personal taste. This is also kind of like the climax, right? The rest of this is kind of like falling action, maybe a little bit of climax mixed in. And I think it's genius that it is like they give us one episode of just intense killer fucking action and then one episode of, all right, now it's deal with shit, right? Yeah. And they're they're both equal to each other. Last night I'm sitting there and I'm like, Wait, why is this episode called Midnight Sun? What does what is symbolically like Midnight Sun represent? I looked it up and it's like humanity shining through the darkness. And I'm like, oh, that should have probably been obvious to me. Oh, that also was an obvious 
to me. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> They're like, the, this episode's cool. Let's give it a cool title. <laughs> and the the other thing is that, like, you know, for the most part, I'm really into the like Ben said before. Like, I'm I'm mostly into the, like the action of the show because I think that the action and fighting sequences are so well done and really keep you invested. Mm-hmm. But so far, my favorite episode of the show is just dialogue and character heavy. That's how good I thought this episode was. It knocks it out of the fucking park, like yeah. without question. Yeah, like the action sucks you in, and then just like the repercussions of that action, just like it, it cements it in your mind. Yeah, this this to me, this is like I don't know, a, like a fucking like unbeatable run of television. Perfect game hero midnight sun and then i kind of feel inclined to rope the next episode we're going to watch into this too but these three episodes for sure it's just like perfect perfect yeah. television when i rewatched for this episode i started from uh perfect game just because why not Ooh. it's also a perfect episode usually <laughs> i feel like Battle sequences in anime are usually much more drawn out than they need to be. This show has been good about being quick and concise and doing things at such a reasonable pace. And, like, to think, Mm -hmm. like, they did six episodes of this fight. And it felt, like, instant. Yeah. It It goes by so quick. What the hell does Brian think? Theory time. Theory time. Where do I think this is going? Zeke said a lot of ominous things I'll throw out there. Okay, well, I saw that the next episode is titled The Basement. I was going to mention that, that. Yes, the next episode is called The Basement. So we're going to we're going to get a reveal of this this basement that's been hyped up since like the first episode. And I feel like I feel like it's still going to be at the very end of the episode that we get like some kind of reveal and then it's just going to cut to to be continued. That's fair. fair. Do you still believe that Grisha is just going to be chilling in the basement? <laughs> I don't know about that because now he's just a fucking like vegetable and he's like just kind of chilling on the cargo cargo Titan. <laughs> I also fucking like the idea that imagine Grisha's down there and the fight's going on and it's like you got those like upstairs neighbors partying and he's like what the fuck's <laughs> happening there's a broom and he's like quiet down <laughs> what do you think could be in the basement like you we have the theory that it's Grisha and his lab right like that's kind of your main theory right I'm just I'm so eager to see it now yeah cause I, I still do believe in the whole like some fucking laboratory that he's got down there where he's harvesting fucking like titans because there's like no other because it's all about the syringe because he he was the one who made that syringe right well he gave it to Aaron we saw in the flashback yeah he gave it he gave it to him we don't know if he 100% made it but he was in possession of it Mm-hmm. And he did explain to Aaron, like, this is what it's going to do. You're going to turn it into tie and you'll lose. Like, he your knew exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen broader, right? Because the basement is kind of the finale we've been building up to for the right. past three seasons. And I mean, as you know, there's an entire season coming after this. So, do you have like any idea? Like, what are your thoughts on what that 
fourth season could even be. The basement leads to a big cave. Oh, and there's titans in the cave and it's the entire world down there oh it's my god it's that it's one just, ice age movie the dawn of the dinosaurs oh my Holy god shit. what if it's just a complete like completely like just a letdown and it's like they get to the basement and it's just like this like plain white room it's like the fucking it's kung fu panda the scroll is blank the secret of the titans is inside your heart <laughs> It's like a fake door that they oh, open yeah. to the basement. It's just a cement wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking Winchester house. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. What do you think's going on with Zeke? What do you? Because that's, I guess, the the only other big thing, right? I was gonna say Zeke is angry about like you're not your father, and he's like, Aaron, you've been abused by, you've been brainwashed and abused by your father. I know we're the same. You're, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't look like him. Yada yada. I'm going to come save you. Yeah, I'm going to save you. Yeah, so didn't I, I... I had a theory, like, I think it was back in, like, season one or two or something like that, where I was like, they want to take Aaron under their wing or something like that, which now that now that I'm hearing Zeke say all this stuff, like, I'm going to come save you, I'm going to I'm gonna do this and that with you, now I'm reverting back to that theory. They want to... They do something with Aaron to like turn them over turn him over to their side I think if I remember this theory you brought up when uh it was the Reiner and Bertolt reveal yeah, you warrior. said that they were gonna go just like have a little I think it was earlier than that party or something <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> after warrior because Reiner's like come with us Aaron come with us and yeah. no one has to get hurt mm-hmm. yeah to our hometown yeah, this yeah, hometown no, they've been ominously referencing too. Another thing that I notice is that Reiner and Bertolt have like even when they're out of their Titan form, at least in these past couple episodes, they on their faces they still have like Titan muscle tissue mm-hmm. on their faces, which also intrigues yeah. me. So I'm wondering if they're I gonna like if well not bear told because he's fucking dead now or maybe he's not i don't know what to expect anymore um I expect but i'm wondering expected i'm wondering if like they're gonna if they're slowly transforming like into just permanent titan form because i you, i yeah. noticed that on their face and it i just came up with that on the spot yeah something that um Something that weirds me out about Titans is the fact that these shifter Titans, like the people can be cut out of the back, but we still haven't really gotten any definitive answer as to whether or not like there's any sort of like humanity still left in pure Titans, right? As Erwin calls them. Right. That's something I'm still wondering about. And so that's a good point. Like, is it like once you've turned into a pure Titan, it's like all over unless you eat a shifter, like that's the only way or is it like, yeah. To, to your point, Along Brian, the same lines, yeah. not the same point, but along During the same lines. During those Titan experiments, upon Aaron's third transformation, he was, like, fusing with his Titan, and they, like, have to cut him out, and Hanji was screaming, like, sketch his face, Mobley, it looks disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Interesting. Okay, Brian. Um, okay. Get the fuck out. All right, I will. Okay. Listen, we're going into the spoiler section, so if you haven't watched past this episode, 
please get out now because we are going to be talking about some shit. There's a lot of shit we're going to be on, talking I'm gonna about. I'm going to clarify. If you have not seen the most recent episode of season yes. four, which <laughs> yes. is what the fuck did it? Was it called Lone Something uh, or Soul Salvation? Soul Salvation. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about that one. So Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. So get the fuck out, but not until I tell you to go leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, go to our social medias at Tea Time with Titans on Instagram at Tea Time Titans on Twitter and interact with us. We love you so much. Uh, we are covering all of season four on our uh, other podcast feed called Tea Time with Titans Extras. So when you are caught up with season four, you can go check that out um, and get out. Now we're starting spoilers. Now there's a lot. There's wow, it's, there's a it's lot. very convenient. Some of these season four episodes that have been lining up with our rewatch. Really? Yeah. Because there's just like answers given just in this mm-hmm. last week that now answer what the hell Zeke's talking about. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Right? Like, um, you're not like your father. You need to find joy when you can. Like the meaning that now holds with like him specifically doing his baseball shit in that moment. And I need you guys to remind me what's his like mentor's name in the. So I think it's Xavier. Um, Asians for some reason have this like tendency to translate X's that pronounced as Z's as K S, and that's how it's written in the script. Oh, and the only reason okay. the only reason I know that is because my Chinese professors pronounced the Greek letter Xi as Xi. Um, gotcha. So okay. A fun fact. I always yeah, that said saver, but I know it's wrong, and I feel like I'm gonna say that, so I'm just gonna preface it now. <laughs> just like the connotation of him being like, "You're not like your father" when he's specifically doing baseball shit, and like Xaver is the one that, you know, kind of made him feel like he had an actual family and kind of saved his fucking life. Like, yeah, that was cool. Um, we also there was like a little line with him xavier in the newest episode of him being like the beast titan is useless in combat Mm -hmm. which kind of comes up in this episode where he is just like every time we see him he's staying far away he's chucking shit like he barely gets in on the action throughout this whole season right and like when levi comes up to attack him he's fucking useless like his gangly arms don't do shit um and it's all over. Like, I just think that is a cool kind of continuity thing. And then, okay, one more thing I picked up. My last note is Aaron during Midnight Sun, like him screaming at the top of his lungs, like fucking just like riding for Armin so hard. I'm not going to save the world. Armin is really makes that beating so much more impactful. Yeah. Makes yeah. that like him insulting Armin constantly and, the savagery just like fucking brutal the other thing that aaron says that now stings with season four is him saying the only thoughts in my head are hatred kill revenging my mom killing the titans i only think about hate armin's the one with dreams yeah um and honestly this is making me rethink a lot of savagery because um Oh, okay. One moment that really stood out to me was how immediate Mikasa attacking yeah. Levi was when Levi hit Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, shit. That coming back with it being like this fucking... Um, the Ackerman Right, thing. the Ackerman something in her DNA like won't let Aaron get hurt now. Uh, like It's just like the exact same thing as when... Armin tried to attack Aaron and savagery, right? Like the exact same reaction. Um, and this is making me rethink that shit. Cause like 
Aaron is really fucking riding for Armin, right? Like the relationship between those three in these episodes is just like so out in the open mm-hmm. and it's making me question the legitimacy of what he's saying in Savagery. Like I don't know how if it is like I'm really conflicted as to like if he has actually had a change of character or if he is just putting on some sort of front in Savagery. Like it's crazy how much this rewatch is informing like my thoughts on season 4 and how much the season 4 shit is informing my thoughts on this rewatch. Oh, also the whole like um this isn't like you Hanji moment. Like when Jean s- stops her from freaking out. I feel like that informs a lot of the shit that Hanji's going through in season 4. Um just like almost like that moment of her almost killing Reiner as like this knee-jerk reaction had a like big effect on her and so she's like really wanting to take time to think about shit now. I know that um, season four Hanji is really sad to watch because she's always been just the excited, bouncy Titan researcher. And now yeah. she's the commander of the survey corps and she's just always so tired. Right. And I feel like this moment like kind of showed her that, you know, she really has to think about shit and like maybe now she's overthinking shit. Um, yeah. Cause she's doing both. She's like not acting, but also trying to act as quick as possible. Yeah. Like this set, these episodes set up a lot of like conflict within her um, that I think is panning out very well. Those were all of my notes, I think. Um, the other thing I noticed is we kind of always had this thought going through season two and season three that the Beast Titan has some sort of control over the Titans. But now we see it explicitly as oh, PX yeah. carrying Zeke away. He goes, go, you idiots, kill that son yeah. of a bitch. And um now we know those are titans that have Zeke's spinal fluid in it, mm-hmm. um, which Chris has yeah. a great theory about this when we watched. Oh, are you talking about my theory of where they came from? Yeah. Oh, so my theory is that they've, so they have the backup of Marley right now, but they don't have, the Marley and soldiers aren't like there. So I thought that they took some Eldians, put spinal fluid in them, and then buried them under the ground so that they have like one oh, little shit. air hole or something to keep them alive. And then when Zeke Fuck. screams, they all transform and pop up out of the ground and shit. That is the exact kind of fucking insanity that this show is like known for. That is a great theory. Because where the fuck did these Titans come from then? No, yeah, really. They were like nowhere, right? Because we know now that they are. It has to be people that are already there with Zeke's spinal fluid that transform. Yeah. It's not yeah. like he summons them, right? So. God, and that is such like a perfect fucked up war crimes type thing too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that, that, that like gosh, what is it, like, Japanese or, like, Vietnamese torture method where they, like, oh, bury yeah, you up with, to your neck? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. A little fun detail. I noticed Flock carries Aaron away when Levi is ready to inject the serum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I don't know why, but when I was watching season four and thinking back on these scenes, like, I felt like the Flock shit kind of, like, went against what he is now in season four, but it really doesn't. It really... No, not at all. Yeah, he's, like... The sh- the way he talks about Erwin, I it just makes sense, his progression to the way he is, you know, holding Aaron up on a pedestal. It's exact, exactly what he laid out, right? Because he's like, we need yeah. a devil to fight we need for a devil. us, and exactly. Aaron just became his new devil. Yeah, and he says something similar when they're in, in the fight... In Marley, he's like, look at Aaron over there being a fucking devil. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, devil. Love that, that boy. Guy. 
<laughs> also, when he he's carrying like Aaron away on the ODM gear, I'm wondering if he's like, hmm, this is kind of nice. I like his Aaron. <laughs> God, thick. <laughs> this feels right. <laughs> Aaron pops chubby. He's like, ooh, Aaron. Need a right-hand man, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Also, um, just Zeke being, the way he says, I finally found you. Um, just like, I feel like up to this point, it was just like, yeah, okay, he finally found his brother, right? Like, that was my thought. But there's so much more to it at this point. Like, I don't know, just like the added context of he didn't even know Aaron existed until he like met up with Reiner and Barrett Holt, right? And um, yeah, like he didn't even we know literally his dad. just got that scene of him sitting yeah. on the boat being like, Grisha lived? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited so to talk about that. that in the episode. Go listen like to Tea the, Time Extras. I don't know how much the voice actors knew at this time, but it's like the way that line is read. It just like really does have all of that in it. Um, I think it's just done well, very well. Listen, to I mean, Tea they Time probably did. Like the Japanese at least talked to Isayama a lot, right? So and then well. the American voice actors in the manga like would taking... have been well into season four when they were working okay. on this. It's just such a. It's such a cool acting thing to have like informed dialogue, like say this yeah. like this is the truth or something yeah. like that. Like these are facts for you. Convey right. it in that way. I really dig yeah. that shit. Yeah, just Zeke's lines of I know what you're going through just hit a lot harder now. We got to fucking go talk about <laughs> we haven't recorded our episode on the two episodes that just came out in season four. We got to go fucking talk about those. Yeah, I'm trying to hold myself back from it. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. There's so much, so much to fucking go over. So go listen to extras if you haven't. Uh, does anyone else have anyone, any more notes? Nope. Nope. Um, uh, bye. Thank you for listening to Tea Time with Titans Extras. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. Check out our social medias at Tea Time with Titans on Instagram and at Tea Time Titans on Twitter. Also, go check out our Extras feed where we are covering season four. The season finale is out. Well, I guess the half season finale. So uh, if you watch that and you are still struggling, listen to our coverage on it. We had a great conversation with a bunch of past guests from this show. We'll see you all next week when we finally see what's in that basement.